how old were you when you moved to LA? Uh, oh God, I got to do the math. <laughs> uh, 32. Did you know anyone here? Yes, I knew a lot of people that I had worked with. How much money did you have? None. <laughs> Where did you live when you got here? A house uh, my wife found. Um, she moved out here a little earlier than me. And uh, it was right in Studio City. What was your first job in L.A.? <laughs> this is weird. I was from Chicago and, uh, you know, came out to L.A. And my first job uh, was uh, called Great American Dream Machine or something. And uh, they sent me back to Chicago oh. for the gig. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It shot in Chicago. So it was like, what a, you know, weird. Weird reason. Yeah. <laughs> What was your initial impression of L.A. when you got here? Um, when I when I uh, got here, it was uh, St. Patrick's Day, and all the uh, jasmine and citrus was blooming, and it just smelled so great. Uh, that was my first impression. I love of that. LA. Oh, I love That's that. great. Um, and how many years of living in L.A. did it take you before you started to feel like this was home? You felt at home here. Kind of, maybe three, four years. Uh huh. Yeah. And if you had to sum L.A. up in one word, what what would that word be? <laughs> uh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Me too. I, I like I nice. would call it that I too. Like <laughs> um, today we are so excited because we are talking to the great George Went. Yay. We're so happy to have him here. Um, <laughs> who, uh, as I'm sure you all who are listening know that um, he is most well-known, most famous for his um, incredible portrayal of Norm on Cheers. Um, but George has been in so many TV shows and movies and, and theater um, productions, far too many to list. Um, some of my favorites and classics, Taxi, MASH, Seinfeld, The Simpsons. Um, he's been on SNL both as a host and, uh, of course, as Bob Swirsky. The Bears, which I can't do that at all. I'm sorry for even attempting it, but we, <laughs> we all know it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, okay. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Um, and, then, and then much, you know, much Broadway credit, many Broadway credits also, um, but really, George needs no introduction because we all know we all know who George Went is. So, um, but we're so excited to get your perspective for young new actors um, coming to LA and and hearing, you know, from you kind of how things have changed and maybe how some things have stayed the same and um, and just learning from your vast and great experience. Um, so I think we'd love to just start with asking you about kind of like what, like when you first came here and what that was like and um, what brought you here and your initial impressions uh, and kind of that story. Sure. I was uh, working uh, in the resident company at Second City um, and I was between the resident and touring companies in Toronto. I, I was involved there for like six years and uh, you can't stay forever. And uh, the good news is I met my wife there, Bernadette Burkett. And uh, she... I love Bernadette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so funny. And, thank you. <laughs> and uh, she got this pilot that shot in L.A., uh, a comedy, a variety sort of comedy. And um, so she... I was working, you know, uh, so like I, I stayed working at Second City and she went off and did it. I don't know, it took about three weeks. And... 
she uh, came back and um, she was said, I think we ought to go out there because when she, when she was shooting this thing, she got a lot of attention from, uh, you know, managers and agents mm-hmm, and sure. um, networks and things like that, you know, development deals offered and things. And she, she, she was ready to go. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. And um, I had been at Second City for six years, so I was like, yeah, I guess you can't stay forever. <laughs> and so uh, I uh, said, okay, you know, let me just wrap up this one thing and I'll, I'll go ahead and join you. <laughs> and uh, so she and uh, her two young boys, our two young boys uh, from her previous marriage, and uh, one of her brothers drove a U-Haul across the country. Oh my wow. God. Yeah, like the Joads. Sorry. And, uh, <laughs> and um, then I came uh, with a gig. Uh-huh. So I was very lucky. Uh, came with a pilot. Of course, I thought that was the job. It turns out, you know, it just went nowhere, of course. And neither did Bernadette's. What was that pilot? I mean, uh, was mine it- was uh, something uh, we developed at Second City. Um, Terrible title, nothing but comedy. It was on NBC. NBC, uh-huh. get it? Nothing but comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like that. And it was a bunch of geezers from Second City. We weren't that old then, but um, Fred Willard and me, oh, and yeah. David Rashi, and oh god, and, um, great. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Pat Proft, and uh, he he was Dudley Riggs guy. But how was um, that not successful? Yeah, You're I also know. Funny. Yeah, so uh, um, that's that's how I came. So you came out here with that with that show, but with then that, that show, show didn't happen, and it then didn't you, happen. S- you you said let's stay, let's stay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we were gonna stay. You know, we yeah. sort of made the commitment to to stay, and uh, I got another HBO special with Martin Mull that was uh, fun, but that was only a week's work. But it was, um, you know, it was cool, and uh, so I had to look for an agent, and uh, you know, friends from. Second City had been involved with writers and artists at the time. And so but the uh, agency writers and artists, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I checked in with uh with them and uh <laughs> and um oh then uh I got a call from NBC. They uh, the pilot did not go, but they wanted to offer me a development deal. Uh-huh. And uh so I'm like uh oh well uh, that's great. And so it's this guy, head of casting at NBC, Joel Thurm. And he says, uh, so who do I call, George? And I said, uh, he said, do you have an agent? And I go, uh, no. He said, do you have a lawyer? I go, uh, no. <laughs> well, who do I talk to, George, your mother? And I was like, um, um, let me think about it. So um, I, uh, I uh, told him about it at, at uh, Writers and Artists. And uh, they said, oh, pass, pass on that. Really? No, on the we don't want you. Deal. We don't want you tied down to one network. Pass. Oh so my it's god. Like, so like a yuts. I mean, I'm completely <laughs> green. Uh, George, just before you keep going, can you just explain really quickly what that means? A oh, development sure. deal, actually, yeah, what that yeah. means. Okay, a development deal, uh, from what I understand, is uh, they uh, pay you a chunk of cash. For uh, to tie you up for like a year, as if it was a pilot that you were tied to. Okay. And uh, but they then they would look for something to put you in. So they in kind the of own you so for a year. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So you can't do any other work. You right. Have to, right. Right. 
Oh, and it was tricky. HBO asking for this. Oh no! Oh no! no it was NBC. NBC. Sorry, NBC. NBC was asking for the for the development deal, and writers and artists said, "Don't do it." And so you so you passed. So you said no. So I passed. <laughs> and uh, and then you know that felt counterintuitive and uh-huh. yeah, counterproductive. Sure. I can imagine. But um, then the producer of Second City, Bernie Solins, called me up about two or three weeks later and said. I've got a writing job for you. Uh, can you come uh, to Chicago? And like, we were broke. And so I said, yeah, okay. So we, I went back to Chicago for like uh, another month or so and uh, wrote this pilot with Tim Kazarinski and, and uh-huh. Mary Gross. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the three of us starred in it. Mary and I as a married couple and Tim with this as this uh, old pal from college who moved in with us for some reason I forget why <laughs> and um, then uh, turns out that was a, a pilot we shot it for NBC and then eventually I put two and two together and uh, realized that that the gig I turned down as an actor is the one I accepted as a writer <laughs> oh that's hilarious <laughs> yeah I know it's like anyway but the good news is uh, the late, great Brandon Tartikoff, uh, uh-huh. the, the, who was the head of NBC at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, Grant Tinker was the head, but he was the head of programming, Brandon Tartikoff. And he was my classmate in workshops at Second City. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So that was a, he was my like best friend in the workshop. And, yeah. And <laughs> then, you know, he disappeared and I went ahead and continued at Second City. And where he disappeared to was... Uh, ABC and then uh-huh. NBC and uh-huh. became a huge executive. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love yeah. so much what you're talking about regarding like your contacts and your friends because something we we have talked a lot about and that like is is a big part of sort of the advice that we like to share with with newer actors is building a network of friends, not just not just you know trying to build higher up contacts, but I mean, that's important too, of course, but building friends and, and we always say like, get in an acting class, you know, get in, cause you, you do, you sort of stay with those people. Yeah. You bond with them and then who knows where they go, you know, some go up, uh, give up the business and some go on to great things. But everything you've said so far, it's so interesting to me is about, you know, it's the connection, it's your wife, you know, came out here. So you did that with her. And then the friend that told you about the agency and the other friend that, you know, it's all, it's, It's really, you start to learn it's really that kind of a business. Yeah, it really is. You really need, you really need friends to, you know, help you and you help them through it. And people you like to work with. Yeah. That's what Mm -hmm. it really sounds like to me is you find this kind of community that you enjoy being around and then you just keep being around them and you keep working with them. Yeah, it kind of doesn't matter whether the teacher's uh, any good or not, you, you, yeah, you wind true. up uh, meeting a bunch of like-minded uh, friends and yeah. and uh, you can do your own thing. And create mm-hmm. stuff together. People. So what of all of the many, many, many projects you've done, uh, what would be some of your favorite projects that you've worked on and why? Well, obviously, uh, Cheers um, was, uh, you know, tremendous, uh, you know, tremendous break um you know my role was you know a guy who looked like he wanted to have a beer <laughs> and uh so uh that was a so lifetime in the making uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 so cheers uh was uh 
a great one. And that kind of came about in a lucky way, too, because I was actually tied up. Like they say, don't oh, get yeah. tied up. I was tied up to another series on CBS called Making the Grade. And it was a pretty good show. And we mm -hmm. shot six of them. It was like a mid-season thing. And uh, it was a single-camera sitcom. And, you know, it was Paramount and CBS. And we were on after MASH. And it was kind of a big deal. And uh, so my agent calls up and she says, uh, uh, and that, that's another thing, by the way, uh, my agent, God bless her. She was awesome. I had no idea she was an agent. Um, I thought she was somebody's um, secretary. <laughs> you know. Uh, Wait, just, like after you were already working with her, you still didn't know that I she didn't, was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever meet Wait. with her and? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I met with her, and she she's the one who signed me. But you thought and she was someone's secretary. I didn't. I had no idea. I thought you know. She, That's I know. so funny. I was really an idiot. Absolute That's idiot. Hilarious. That's so funny. Well, you had no idea because you were just coming from a different. Yeah. Kind you just of thought like you had met with a secretary and, you just and like yeah. didn't yeah. know. Yeah. And it's like uh, part of the LA yeah. but it's, community. I think that's true but she was older and you know, and yeah. she looked like a like an old school teacher or something. Yeah. That's um, so funny. And but we're all yeah, in the how, dark I mean, how here. would you know? How would you know? I would know. Yeah. So yeah. she calls you up and says Oh, she says, uh, honey, they uh, they want you to come in for this uh project, the Charles Brothers and uh Jim Burroughs. Um, you liked those guys. I had done a taxi. And uh, she said, "You remember them from Taxi, right? The, uh, you, I know they're they're great." And um, she said, "It's small, though. I got to tell you, it's small. But I think you should go in on it." And I said, "Well, how small?" She said, "Well, it's one line." And she said, "Actually, it's one word. Well, it's actually one syllable." And um, I said, "Well, what's the word?" She said, "Beer." Oh, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. So I was to be a. Um, uh, Shelly's first customer, Diane's uh -huh, first customer. Sure. Uh -huh. and so it was a tag at the end of the uh, episode, sort of when they're running the credits or something, the end credits. And um, it was uh, Shelly goes, uh, Hi, my name's Diane. I'll be your waitress. I'm not really a waitress. I'm really an academic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you yeah. know, she yeah. does yeah. one of those page long yeah. speeches. And I'm just sitting there, and then she goes, um, Oh, I'm sorry. I should take your order. What can I get you? And I and I would say beer, uh -huh. and she'd go beer, perfect, and that would be the end of the show. So I get to the audition, and uh, the casting director, the late Stephen Kolzak, says, uh, "You know, that's just too small that to read. Why don't you here t take a look at these and and read that and go in? And it's a character named George, and uh, so uh, it's a guy who." You know, he just wanted one more beer and never left. Uh, I go in and I read that, and that, that went well. And and then I hear, you know, they're interested, but I'm not available uh, because I'm on this other show. Because mm -hmm. she said, I'm going to try to work it out, honey, where you can do both shows. And so, obviously, I had a tremendous amount of great luck in my early, very early in my well, early days. Well, so, I don't know. It sounds know. like call it luck or call a lot it of, yeah, talent. Yeah, a lot of talent. Yeah. So she goes... Uh, well, now, Paramount is fine with it because they were both Paramount shows. Oh, cool. Uh, but CBS said, no, no, they won't let you do it. So I, I have an idea, honey. Why don't you go ahead and do that role as a guest on the pilot? If Making the Grade gets picked up, 
you you know you'll just move on with making the grade mm -hmm. and it turns out um making the grade did not get picked up wow and the day after we learned that the offer for cheers came in so Oh wow! Yeah, because Paramount. I knew love that those stories. They knew what was up, you know. Between you know, right, right, yeah, they're, they're in New York selling the these yeah. pilots, and but the oh, role the cool was part, not. Huh? Oh, sorry, but the role that you you initially went out for for Cheers was not a huge role, right? right? Initially, it was just that one line, just the one line. And did they then create a larger role for you? Well, or was it supposed well, to be it, a bigger? It it was the oddly the character was named George. Right. And they changed it to Norm once I had been cast. And um, then about three years ago, you know, like 30 years later, I found out that they had me in mind for it. Like before they even, before, they before even, you even went in or? Yeah. You, oh, and that's why they wrote George. Yes. Oh. You just found that out yeah, 30 years ago? Yeah, I was at a, like a symposium at UCSB. Wow. Uh, with the Charles brothers and Jim Burroughs. And, uh, and I was just, uh, the, you know, there was a Q&A with this, whoever students there. Yeah. And I, I was just a uh, going to be like a little surprise guest about halfway yeah. through the program. Yeah, yeah. So I was sitting in the wing during the first half of the program. And uh, they said, did you uh, have, um, you know, trouble, you know, cast? Oh, did you have anybody in mind when you were casting Cheers? And they're like, oh, God, no. Oh, we saw everybody in Hollywood, <laughs> we, you know, for Sam and Diane. Yeah. They just, they, we took like four months, you know. Um, and then after they explained about that, they said, but um, Rhea, you know, we had Rhea in mind for Carla and George. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm sitting in the wing. You, this, I learned now. I'm kind of glad I didn't know this. Why? I don't know. I think I would have fallen out the window or something you know, <laughs> at the audition. I would have, you know, it would have. Yeah, it would have been too, yeah. too pressure or something. Too much pressure. Yeah, no, I think they might have. You know, they had, certainly had other people in mind. No, but they wrote it as George. As of course, that's what they. Yeah. Of course, yeah. that's what they were thinking. That's incredible. That is amazing. My God, that's Who, how many people can say that? That's right. incredible. But the cool story, yeah, uh, is uh, John Ratzenberger who played Cliff. Mm -hmm. The mailman, he goes in for my role. Oh. Uh, and he can tell it's not going great. And so he's uh, like, uh, and they're like, thank you very much. And he's, yeah, thank you. And he is now literally, not figuratively, literally one foot out the door. <laughs> and he, he pops his head back in and he goes, do you have a bar know-it-all? And they're like, no, what do you mean? And he, he started improvising as this Cliff Clavin guy. And um, they wrote it in. No, no way. Wow. So there you go. There's chutzpah. Man, that's a... That's like something that can go really wrong or, or really, really right. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's if you if you feel uh, like you really have it, it's worth the risk. Good for him. That's amazing. That's yeah. that character is so great. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, I love that. I can't believe I never knew that whole story. And I think what I mean, I I love to find like the lesson in every story. But what to me, what what I love so much about that is. You know, people people who know George here in L.A., he, he is known as one of the nicest, kindest men in town. No, that's really <laughs> true. And without without ego, which is a rare thing for a successful actor. And 
I think the the you know what shows that in this story is many people at your position at that time would have heard one line, one word, one whatever, and said no, thank you. But I love the openness that you had of like, okay, let's see, let's go in and see what this is, let's check it out, and you know, not a not the e- and then look what it turns into, you know. Yeah. Well, thanks uh, yeah. for kind words. Yeah. Um, also, uh, corollary to that lesson yeah. is. Um, the reason that they were interested in me and sort of had me in mind a, yeah. a little bit was from a, a small role I did on Taxi. Mm-hmm. I played an exterminator mm-hmm. who came to get Louis' cockroach <laughs> in the cage. And, uh, you know, I must have scored or something. So, well, they, you know, yeah, they liked you. They knew you were yeah. good. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, th- that's another corollary lesson is, you know, like you never know where the next gig is going to yeah, come from. Yeah, don't be an asshole. Or who sees you. And especially, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I could have maybe even not gotten that gig as Louis' exterminator. I could have um, just scored in the casting session and they re- would re- possibly have remembered me or something. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. always, it's always... Uh, one thing leads yeah. to yeah. yeah. I, I that it really does feel like that's a very true LA story and a part of the LA life here is yeah. just these kind of these things that just occur, but they don't actually really occur because it's connected to something else that you've done yeah. or some sort of relationship you have with yeah. another person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm reminded of uh, Jack Nicholson's advice uh, for uh, young actors. Oh, I'd uh, like to hear that. Yeah. Well, just. <laughs> I just read it and it stayed with me. And uh, his advice was simple. It was, you'll get your shot. Just make sure you're ready. Oh, wow. And I, he meant that in my mind to, in a broader, you know, the broadest possible terms about what is your shot? You don't know what your shot is. Yeah. It could be a failed audition. It could be, you know, a commercial where somebody sees you in a commercial or something. And you could be when you have a day job as a valet parker at a Hollywood party, you know, and you meet somebody whose car you you just fetched. Right. You know, you never know what your shot is. You will get your shot. Yeah. Just make sure you're ready. How do you how do you stay open to your shot? How do you not get discouraged? Because that's the I think the greatest beauty of LA is that that's really true. You do get your shot. Um, and yeah, but what I've if never, it's not for seven years? But what if it's not for yeah. seven years? Or what right. if it takes a while? And how do you keep, you know, your head, you know, above the water as an actor, and you know, you're going for it, and your cool actor this, soul, yeah, sort of, yeah, it hurts a little. Well, that that would be my my words of advice. Uh, it would be the answer to that, because whenever people ask me um, advice, you know, yeah. in, like in a nutshell, like that, it's um, have fun. Oh yeah. And so, if you're having fun for seven years, yeah, I mean, you might have to have day jobs and what have you, and uh, there might be a lot of rejection. But if you're having fun with your peers and your like-minded associates and the guys and women you run with uh, and uh, create stuff with, you know, just and I say have fun every step along the way. Have fun with the auditions. Have fun with preparing for auditions i mean at the end of the day you know this is a cliche but it's all a um, it's a show isn't it you yeah, know like yeah. uh, it's not a cliche you're right it, it, sure. you know it's yeah. it's you know you want you get a piece of material and you knock it out of the park and the audience might be one person and a video camera or the audience might be 
three, four people or a dozen executives or, you know, 20 million people on television, you know, your gig is to knock it out of the park. Yeah. 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 So have fun with it all. I love that. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's such a great life lesson too. Like, what what are we doing if not that? Like, what a waste! What a waste of time if not. Yeah. yeah. And plus, it, I think it's you know it keeps you interesting too. You people, if you walk in the room and you're having a good time, they feel that and they want to be yeah part of it. And yeah, and- you know, it's the the best truest note that I ever got in my life was from in a very early workshop, Josephine Forsberg's workshop at Second City. And uh, she yelled up to me in the middle of a sketch. She said, when you're having fun, we're having fun. (laughs) And it's It's true. It's really true. Yeah. It's very true. You watch a band or something on stage when they're having fun. Yeah. You you watch the best. It's infectious. Cast of this or that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so So have fun. I love that. Um. I'd love to ask you, George, you've, you've, you've had such longevity and you've done so many different things and kind of what, what you, and maybe you just answered it by that you've been having fun, but kind of what you attribute that to, like, you know, I mean, is it, is it that you have a good time that you try to find the joy in it or that you, yeah, yeah. nothing's more fun than work. Yeah. You know, my wife feels the same way. It's, it's just a blast. Do you feel like. Like, are you like a real businessman when it comes to your, you know, are you kind of calling your agents and managers every day saying like, hey, what are we working on? And what do we, you know, or are you more just kind of the actor that says you do your job? I'm here when. Yeah, I'm nowhere near that assertive. Yeah. (laughs) I, uh, you know, I just pray for the phone to ring like everybody else. (laughs) Right. Right. What do you think when you think about L.A.? What part of L.A. is great for the actor's soul? You know, I'm from Chicago, and uh, so I really didn't... Everybody understands the national and international culture that L.A. offers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the networks, the record companies, the movie studios. Mm-hmm. The, everybody gets that kind of impact, but I would urge people to seek out the local culture mm-hmm. and um it's 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 rather under the radar you know when you when you get blinded by universal and right. yeah. capital records and yeah. you know warner brothers and it's there and it's it's um quite cool and uh you know largely mexican and you know like i i found a lot of inspiration in the uh small rock and roll clubs back in the day mm-hmm. um just uh I caught on to um the early sort of LA roots uh slash post punk mm-hmm. stuff, uh, Los Lobos, uh, mm-hmm. uh the Blasters, uh, X, mm-hmm. um uh and there's you know, a zillion other uh groups that didn't quite have the impact, but um you know, it was just great to get out and, and uh lose yourself in stuff that wasn't necessarily your thing like I'm not a musician but yeah. that's kind of why why I liked it so much I I um uh, I preferred that to say comedy clubs or even yeah. the, the even theater really yeah because you know comedy I'd be like oh that's clever 
Yeah. yeah. Mm. Right. You're kind of working. Yeah. Well, that wasn't so clever. That was very clever, but I'm not laughing. Right, right, right. Uh, And uh, whereas music, I, uh, I, you know, I never know how anybody's doing anything. So it just uh, would sweep me up. I love that. That's... um, I feel that I way love. about food in LA. Yeah. Like I'm always yeah. so excited by like the the like kind of what you're saying, but like the divey restaurants and the really yeah. authentic rest like the you local know, culture. The yeah. local There's culture. Lot, you're yeah. so right. There's and you do I love how you say that you get blinded by the huge studios and the glossy you know, but it's there's so much um there's so much more to LA than that that's uh that's so fun and interesting and yeah, and I think you kind of need that too as a balance for being in the industry and in that career world. Yeah. You're living here too, yeah. which is yeah. what you're saying yeah. a lot. I is what I'm hearing, which I yeah. think is very cool. Is like you're here to have a life, yeah. and your yeah. life is not just yeah. this one aspect of your career. It's also exploring the city you live in and having different interests that inspire you for yeah. what you're yeah. doing. I think that's so cool, and I think it's also uh, something many of us don't do. Like, I think many of us come here and we feel like it's transitional. Like, we say, okay, I'm going to come here. I'm going to, you know, I have many friends that have had a hard time finding relationships here. And I and I always say, I think it's because so many of us feel like we're not staying here. Yeah. I mean, I do now. But, like, we come here and we think, okay, I'm going to get my job. I'm going to get on a TV show or get a movie or whatever, and then I'm going to get the hell out of here, you know? And, yeah. But when you embrace it, like you're saying, and say, mm-hmm. no, this is completely appropriate and great place to, to build a home too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love that. That's so cool. Okay. Um, I think the final thing I'd love to ask is, is just um, if there's anything you wish you had known when you first came here that you know now, like if you were talking to your younger self arriving right. in LA, things, things that you had to learn, maybe, maybe like who your agent is was something you could have Yeah. <laughs> maybe that would have been nice. Too. Yeah. I was really lucky again, and uh, this is tough. This is a tough one for uh, young people moving here, uh, looking for uh, careers um, as, say, actors. Um, In Chicago, I just stumbled into all all three unions, just Mm -hmm. stumbled into them. I mean, I worked my balls off to get hired by Second City, so so that that was equity. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so, boom, Actors Equity Association. Then, after working there for a few months, you know, some executive from Leo Burnett or somewhere, or copywriters or whatever the hell, you know, they get in touch with the theater. Hey, could you uh, send boom, boom, and boom, boom, boom mm-hmm. down to, the you know, Leo Burnett? And we're going to, uh, you know, we want to try some uh, voice demos for, like, an ad campaign, you know. And they go, yeah, just sign here. And so, boom, they're sad. Right, what? <laughs> right. You know, and uh, and then like a, a few months later, there's another gig, and boom, there's Astra. Yeah. So I came to town with my union affiliation squared yeah. away, and uh, that might be a, a big obstacle. So, um, you know, for, for people, because it's a catch-22 here. You right. can't get an audition unless you're in the union, and you can't get in the union unless you've worked and you can't get hired unless you're in it. So yeah. it's easier to get your union affiliation squared away in a smaller market before you get out here, such as Chicago, Minneapolis, Atlanta, San Francisco, Atlanta, a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
that's Seattle that's even really solid advice. That is yeah. really great. I mean, and also it seems like because you had that uh, community with Second City that was yeah. in Chicago, yeah, and clearly kind of you know got these different cards for you and all this other work stem from it. Mm-hmm. That was a huge base and community that you came out already intact with when you came to LA. Right. Right. So that really helped you as well, having that kind of community around you. Yeah. Already in place. I love that. So as you know, our website is called Speak LA and it's all about, you know, LA isms and and the language of LA. Is there anything um is there any LA language or LAism that you could share with us that you've learned since you've been here? I'm fond of quoting Betty Davis, the late legend Betty Davis. Mm-hmm. It's been attributed to her that somebody said um uh how do you get ahead in Hollywood and she said simple darling take fountain. <laughs> <laughs> Take fountain. Absolutely. <laughs> that is good advice. When you get here, you'll know. When you get here, you'll understand. You'll know where fountain is. <laughs> George, thank you so much. Thank you. This has been great. so much for joining us and next time we'll be talking to Haley Littman of the Littman Talent Agency. Talk to you soon. 